Hey everyone, welcome to Conversations with the Real Estate Redhead. Today we have Seth Hawk, and he is our right-hand man around here. He's responsible for coaching and mentoring and retention and all great things. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. So explain that a little bit to us. Like, you're the right hand around here. People that aren't in real estate aren't going to know that, what, that what you exist. What the role ATL is. So pretty much what my role is to uh, help with recruiting, help with retention, and uh, that entails me actually going out and meeting with agents that haven't been, uh, that just got their license or are about to get their license or thinking about getting their license. They talk to me. I set the stage of expectations, kind of what Keller Williams does differently from the traditional brokerage and uh, see if it's going to be a right fit for them because it's not just going to be, let's get everybody to sign up. It's going to be, are you going to be a good fit for our culture? Yes. And are we going to be a good fit for you too? Because mm-hmm. uh, there have been appointments where, oh, you know what? I can find you somebody that's going to be more what you're looking for. Because at the end of the day, it's got to be a good fit for each other. And if it's not going to work for us both, then it's not going to work in the future. Like a mutual mutual relationship. Yeah, because this business is a 50-50 thing. We're not here to run your business. We're here to support your business. So it's got to make sure we're both on the same page. Keller Williams does a great job. A little plug there. Uh, Keller Williams is pretty much the best. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I... I didn't start here, so I would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's 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 talk a little bit about that. So now you're in this, you know, you're in this leadership role here at Keller Williams, but you didn't start with Keller Williams. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of talk a little bit about that. Educate some people because I think that I think that a lot of people think real estate is rainbows and, and sunshine and mimosas, yeah, all and selling sunset. And it's not. No. <laughs> My husband, whenever I very first got licensed, he was like, "So you're going to be like those girls on Selling Sunset, trying to screw with me?" And I'm like, "You know, I love that show, and I am not going to live vicariously through them." I I don't need that. Like I hate that show and I've never <laughs> seen it. I just the amount of people that would say like when I introduced myself, oh yeah, I'm a realtor. It's like, do you watch Selling Sunset? Seriously, and that was my husband. Out of a principle, I refused to watch it. Yeah, just no, because I, of that. I just I could sit there and watch shows about real estate all day long. Yeah, like I don't want to be like them, and they don't necessarily portray things accurately. Yeah, but they're also in California, so I don't know. I mean, they go and they get all excited about something going under contract. Like, no, bro, you don't know what that means. Like, just because you're going under contract doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're closing. That's easy. Like, so. yeah, going under contract's the easiest part. I love the the shows on HGTV where they're actually realistic like a uh, hometown is my yes. favorite because they'll take these really realistic budgets, realistic properties, things will mm-hmm. go wrong, things won't work and they'll show it all. Yes. It's just a really nice family that does it. So that's, that's the, probably the only show on exactly. HGTV I can actually watch. But, yeah. but circling back to um, me and uh, how I got started. So I got my real estate license when I was 19. Nice. Uh, so I was already that small fish in a large pond. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything you know I the school doesn't teach you anything school just teaches you how to pass the test and how not to get sued and they already don't do a good job of that exactly so I had really no idea what I was doing um and I joined this brokerage because their business model was faith family then real estate I was like oh that's perfect yeah you know Mm -hmm. what I'm gonna get training they're small they're gonna have time for me that's exactly what I'm looking for right and end up being the absolute worst experience of my life Mm. um I was uh, at a 50-50 split, minus 5% royalty, so I made little to no money. So let's describe that. Hold on, pause. So whenever you're 50-50 split, that means mm-hmm. all, out of the commission you make from the deal, 50% you hold on to, and mm-hmm. then and then you have to pay 50 cent back to your broker. Correct. Gotcha. And then 5% royalty on top of that. So royalty is, five. where does that 5% come from? My end. Gotcha. So really, I was making 45, technically. Yeah. But um. So I was already making no money. Yeah. Um, I had required hours, which was technically illegal, but I signed a piece of paper that made it legal. 
Um, I was working about 10 to 12 hours every single day, and I had a collective of four days off in a year and a half that I worked there. Holy smokes. Yeah, so it was not fun. That's um, bad. You stayed there for a year and a half? Yeah, because wow. a part of me was thinking, I'm going to succeed at this. I'm going to make this work, even if I Because it's the only it. way that you thought that you had that you could do it. Yeah, right? and that's all I knew about real estate. I was like, this is just what real estate is. Yeah. So I had such a horrible, toxic mentality behind it. And then the office space was terrible, too. You know, my brokers was very verbally abusive. And at times I was surprised he didn't hit me. Like, Holy. that's how bad it got. So I hated my job. When people would ask me what I did for a living, I would tell them I worked at a call center. Because oh, I no. didn't like to talk about my job. And because I was just making calls all day, lead Well, that's probably what it felt like. Yeah, so it technically wasn't a lie. Um, it was horrible, and, and I hated it, and I didn't get any training. So imagine yeah. this baby-faced kid walking into an industry like that. You know, It right. was a party trick when I go to networking events. I'd mm. say I'm a realtor, like, oh, you're a realtor. You know, it was exactly. just like, it was yeah. almost like a joke. Um, and so uh, I had to, one, learn everything on my own, two really kind of push myself and set myself apart from everybody considering I was one of the only agents under 25 at the time. Yeah. I later found out there was like six total in all of Coastal Bend wow. that were under 25 at the time I was licensed. Wow. Um, one of them works here. And uh, so that was it. And of course, because I worked at a little brokerage, I didn't know that. Of so course. Yeah, I was just like yeah. totally lost with the whole aspect of it. Um, and I hate it. So mm-hmm. I... I even everybody that was working there, everybody working there hated it too, but they were, you know, getting stuff done. And they would even tell me, it's like, you got to quit. You can't put up with that. Mm. You know, you're not making any money. Like, you're young enough, like, get out now while you can. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, these were people that have lived much longer lives and they weren't going to put up with that. I was brand new in 19, so I put exactly. up with that. Gotcha. Um, so after all that was said and done, um, I was waiting for two or three deals to close. Then I would quit. Let me get my money. Let me get yeah. out. And yeah. uh, But it was always a delay. Always a delay. Always an extension. Always uh, terminating. Then we're going to go find another one. But it was a good price point. So I wanted to close it out. Oh, so I just man. tried to stick with it for a long, long time. And, and those then, are your clients you're talking about? Yes. I had yeah. 14 clients in four houses in escrow when I quit. Wow. And that, that was to the point where it was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And so I finally did. Um, and I wasn't even to my car before my... <clears throat> excuse me. I wasn't even to my car from quitting before my broker cut off all my access to everything. My leads, my uh, my phone. Uh, he was just tracking our phone. We later found out to see where we were. No um, Yeah, way. no, it was a horrible, horrible experience. That's terrible. That's not even like going into all of it. But um, so it's to my car. So I couldn't even tell my clients like, hey, I'm stepping back. Oh, You're in good hands. No. no, just nothing. So. I don't know what happened to See, those people. people this day. is why you've got to re- you've got to interview and you got to understand that everything is not at face value, right? Like yeah. like people need to interview their brokers. Don't just go with what you've been told or what you think is okay. Or like, with reviews online or anything. Um, yeah, because that's how it is. Whenever you get into this business, right? Like even though you said Keller Williams still will vet the people that they will allow in, you know, it's still a mutual interview type of yeah. process. Yeah, we'll turn away top producers because they won't be a cultural fit. Yeah, you know, we we would much rather take the brand new person and turn them into a top producer because we ne- know what we can because they're a cultural fit. Um, yeah. So after all that had happened, um, I took like a week and a half off because that was you. the first time I ever had off. And uh, when I was doing that, my family was saying, "Oh, you got to start interviewing." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to interview." And honestly, I just I interviewed every broker that I was interested in in South Texas because. One, I didn't even want to go back into real estate. Yeah. And then two, just to show that I was actually doing it. Yeah. Um, 
and interviewing all these people, there was they there was no value proposition. Mm -hmm. It's just everyone had a better split than me. So I knew wherever I was going, I was going to make more money. Right. But what was important to me was uh, training and not knowing what I didn't know. Yeah. Because by a year and a half in, I kind of know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I know how contracts work. I understand how the process works, but I don't know what to do in certain situations that have never come up. Right. Exactly. Um, What do you do if uh, there's someone sleeping on the couch during a showing? What do you do if... uh, there's somebody, uh, you find out your seller has a secret wife right before closing and he has to give up 50% of the proceeds and he refuses to do so and he threatens to sue you because you didn't know he had a secret wife and secret family. Wow. Oh, that happened this year. That's not fake. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I got stories. Dude. So, um, yeah, so I didn't know what I didn't know. And I yeah, want more yeah. training. I want to learn more if and I was going to get good at this. When crap like that happens, what do I do at that point? You know, and and you mm-hmm. want you want you want how, you want to have somebody in your corner that can help you. Yeah, that has time for you is the yeah. biggest thing too. Because anyone can give you an answer, but everyone's going to put their own business first. So right. That's what's cool about us. So right. Everywhere I interviewed, just they were okay at best, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't want to interview KW because you knew that we were good. No, I didn't want to interview them because I wasn't interested in working here. Gotcha. My mentality was that million agents, I'm going to sit at a desk and hope something falls in my lap. And even right. if it does, I'm going to drown because no one's going to be able to help me. No one's going to yeah. have time for little old me who just started out. Yeah. So um, that's why I didn't interview them. And then I was all out of people to interview. And I was like, okay, fine. Let me interview them just to say I did. Yeah. Just and not, uh, check so it out. when I actually did, um, I... Uh, I was so blown away by the whole interview, the resources and everything like that, that I was walking in my car. I tell everybody this. I was walking in my car and I thought, how quickly can I call back without looking desperate? And the answer was a day. And I've mm-hmm. been here ever since. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that story. Yeah. yeah I love sharing it because it yeah. shows that like, I get where you're coming from. Exactly. It's not just some corporate person that doesn't understand the day to day. I've lived in the trenches, so I know yeah. exactly what you're going through 100%. right now. Especially with people who might be switching brokerages too. Like yeah. I've been in that position. It's terrifying. Having to rebrand yourself to a new brokerage. Rebranding, what happens to all my leads? What happens if I'm not happy here too? Um, yeah. What about all the bridges I'm burning? What about this, this? There's a yeah. lot to think over. So yeah. someone who's literally been in that position can help them quite a bit with it. So. Well, and it's hard picking your brokerage too, because like you said, it's like, you know, I was having this conversation with a friend who lives out of town this weekend and she's with like a discount broker. Yeah. You know, they still have value, but their split is hardly in non-existent. Yeah. But they, and then one of her friends was asking me, well, why were, why are you with Keller Williams instead of a broker like that? And I was like, and and it's not even a question to me. Yeah. And it's, and I know that y'all provide so much value that it doesn't even matter to Mm me, you know? Um, it honestly doesn't, and I don't. I can't imagine myself anywhere else. So many you know? people just look at the the split number at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that a lot of these brokerages charge all these added fees on the back end. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a broker that charges almost three grand just to sign up with them. Whoa. Yeah. So they're they're gonna get their money, and it's it, for some people that discount broker might be a perfect fit because they might do one deal a year. Exactly. They don't want all these fees. They don't want. They don't want you know, a, des- some, a re- designated. Uh, or required production or something like that. Not that we do, but uh, anything like that. So it might be a perfect fit for them to hang their license and just do one or two deals and just get referrals. Right. So, but um, that's why we interview with them to see what are your expectations of us and then here are our expectations of you. Exactly. So it's got to be a good fit for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, which I think that's that's really valuable. I remember 
after not long after I started, we hired Robin as the success coordinator too, mm-hmm. right? That's her title, I yeah. think. She's unbelievable. And it just goes to show like all the time, it's just more and more value that y'all are always providing. And it's yeah. just it's just so nice to be part of an excellent brokerage that's like that. Yeah, it's inspiring to work on the back end of it too, especially coming from where I came from. Yeah, I'm super appreciative of what I have because I went through what I did and yeah. I, I don't regret starting at that brokerage because I learned a lot, honestly, not mm-hmm. like in a... Uh, a nice soft kind of like oh it was worth this no it sucked but right. i did learn a lot i learned how to be a better business person um mm-hmm. how to conduct my business i learned a lot of good systems that yeah. um i'm able to teach others with now but i appreciate what i have here so much more now yeah and then i can have that mentality when we're thinking of new things for example like with robin's position as a success coordinator you know the thing that makes our brokerage so great is, you know, the non-competing, the fact that we're here to coach and mentor and train, that we're always on call for questions. And yeah. since we don't compete, we are 100% available to our agents. Yeah. But we're also really about realistic expectations. You know, if you need help at 11 o'clock at night, I may not answer my phone. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be someone right. who's going to be available. And to have somebody that their full-time job is to sit down and be ready to help you with a contract right then and there is is invaluable. Right. Not just to our agents, but to our brokerage because it allows us to help more people, allows more people to come in constantly and have more office presence. And it, it's just a win-win all yeah. around. So yeah. no, Robin's 100%. just the perfect person for it too. Yeah, no, she's she's excellent. Yeah, yeah. It, to find somebody like that is is incredible too. You know, someone mm-hmm. that wants to move out of production, uh-huh. you know, who wants to have a hourly position <laughs> and to be a teacher pretty much and to have mm-hmm. that patience too. Yeah. Um, because patience, it's not easy. It's not. I mean, and I've had, I mean, I've had people call me that are asking me, you know, questions about the Rockport MLS or they'll have a question about the contract or loan or stuff like this. Yeah. I'm like, how does Robin do it? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I get, I probably don't even get one phone call a week in comparison to what she does. Oh, yeah. And the fact that she can just maintain her just sweet composure. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, honey, anything you need. Yeah, because she's taken so much off of me and Lori's hands, too. You know. Oh, absolutely. Um, I can't imagine. I probably get maybe a third of the call. No, I probably get two thirds of the calls that I normally mm-hmm. make. Um, so it, it frees us up a lot. Yeah. And, and it allows more people to get more help. So yeah. As absolutely. we grow, that's something that we need. So yes. we never lose that personal touch. You know, because exactly. when brokerages get so big, things can fall There's through a the cracks. Yeah, yes, but, can be. but because of the fact that we're doing this now, as opposed to when we get really big, it's going right. to all work out. So we're yeah. really excited for that. Yeah, no, that's exciting. I was actually thinking about that today with our building. And I'm like, how much longer is it going to take us to expand into right. this big building that we're in? Hopefully one day yeah. <laughs> we'll, ha- we'll have more space and all of the awesome trainings that we do and, yeah. and everything like that. It's just it's just really cool. Absolutely. Um. So what else do you want to talk about? Um, what else can we educate our our uh, wonderful listeners about the world of real estate? That's <laughs> not all sunshine and rainbows like yeah. we were talking about. So right before the podcast, we were talking about, um, I guess, just the differences between real life and what social media and TV shows portray as realtor life. You know, they see the whole... Oh, you get to look at pretty houses all day. That's yeah. awesome. No, mm-hmm. no, it's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then first of all, the the amount of emotions that you have to deal with because you're not only just somebody that shows the houses and goes over mm-hmm. contracts and paperwork and negotiates and does a lot of physical labor involved with it too, but you're pretty much a therapist too. Yeah. You know, you got to deal with some folks that are 
going through some very, very high emotions, which is great. And why I like this job so much is because the fact that we get to help a lot of people with a very important step in their life. Absolutely. And, you know, we get to meet a bunch of cool people from all walks of life. You know, we will meet the the investors. That's all business to them. And it's all volume. You get to learn a lot about how to run your own business. Then you'll get the first time home buyer. This is a huge monumental step in their exactly. life. And you get to help them with that. Mm-hmm. Then you get the retirement folks that are looking for a second home you get to see some fun neat expensive houses right and and you get to see all walks of life with it it's not all just the last one and then everything's smooth and then there's all these other aspects to it um so you it's a juggling act of how to manage that and thankfully we train you specifically for the emotional side of it too but there are things that just come up that you can't be trained for yeah Um, seriously like, for example, that one with the secret wife. Mm-hmm. Found out about that at the table. You're joking. So y'all no. were there to sign to close. Yeah. And that's whenever it was discovered. It's a really bad title company. Man. Yeah. Because so that, that would be fun. normally discovered in the title policy. Uh, yeah. Pro- policy. Yeah. And it was, but we didn't get the title policy until the day of closing. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. So title policy, basically what that is, is it, it's an overview of the history of of the home. It researches, researches and, the past to ensure the future. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, was so were you representing the seller then? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the seller co-owned the house, I guess. So he got married and never divorced uh-huh. and just thought it was fine. Um, and uh, he's like, oh, that wasn't, some, that wasn't here. So it doesn't count. <laughs> was it in Corpus He was Christi, fighting Texas. lawyers like it doesn't count. It was he, man, that was crazy. Um, People uh, and 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 whenever you enter a, whenever you enter a marriage, that's that's a that's a legal binding thing, just yep. as much as whenever you enter in to purchase a home. Whenever you signed for to purchase a home, that's a legal contract. Yeah, you can't just get out of it because you don't feel like it anymore. Yeah, this guy, um, he was gifted the home. First of all, someone else paid for it cash. And wow. gave him a free home and put it in his name. So he's selling it with giving the proceeds back to that person. Okay. Which was six months. Oh, so wow. they were pretty much going to sell it at a huge loss. Well, not a huge loss, just like expenses. And he was fine with it. He was going to come out of pocket, no big deal. And actually, with the deal we had gotten him, we got him like a little bit of a profit. Yeah. So we did a really good job uh, selling his house. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, had to give up half the proceeds and then he was threatening to sue everybody like you i'm selling you i'm suing you i'm suing you like just whoever he could point at that's and, uh, terrible yeah and and then so he tried his... to use it and then he tried uh, extortion because unless everybody in this room pays me 10 grand right now i'm not selling just it was crazy no way yeah. so how do you respond in a situation like that well, i walked out he's like all right well you just threatened something illegal yeah so i'm gonna take a step back our lawyer team's gonna be in contact with you further and that was it and i just left good for you and we sold it eventually just yeah after after two or three calls from a lawyer realizing that oh you know that you all did your due diligence yeah we did everything right it wasn't our fault and he eventually signed so yeah i think i made like 200 dollars on that oh no it was just it was just go away money you know what i mean exactly exactly so we, we made sure the other agent on the other side um, got a full commission. Yeah. And I just reduced mine to nothing just to make sure oh, it happened. Just man. be done with it. Because all I did just was throw up away. a sign in photos because it was an easy sale. And yeah. that was when the market was crazy to where if you had a little cardboard sign out that said for sale, it would sell. Absolutely. So it, was, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't care about not making money on that one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like what we were talking about too, like 
everybody and since I've gotten into the industry I've had multiple people reach out to me telling me that they want to get their that they want to get their license mm-hmm. or that you know oh I just look like I'm having so much fun you're just so successful and and it's great the compliments are great yeah. it's sweet it's you know, encouraging I'm, it shows that your branding is working yeah exactly it's encouraging you know and all of that but at the same time it's like you don't know what yeah. you don't see like it's the it's back end of the it. back end I mean we are small business owners yeah. and I feel I feel like so many people just don't understand that. And a lot of times they don't understand the value either, you know, that we provide. And, um, I think it's really important to, to, to educate people that in that along the way, Mm -hmm. but also to help people to realize like we are a small business owner and it's not rainbows and sunshines just because we go and we show people houses, we might, that might've been the 50th house that we've shown them. And then they're still going to wait three or four months or we'll go out and we'll show a house and then we'll never hear from the person again. for another six months after we've done all of this work for them, there's no instant gratification when it comes to real estate. What you're doing today is going to affect three months from now. So one, be mindful that you're not going to get paid right away. Mm-hmm. We're in a great market to where you can make money really fast and you can mm-hmm. find buyers and sellers super easily. But the whole aspect is that even if you get that, there's so much that's out of your control. Yes. The inspections, the appraisal, the mm-hmm. appraisal, especially nowadays, we're looking at a 75 day closing minimum with uh-huh. these appraisers nowadays. Yeah. So are you going to be fine not getting a paycheck for 75 days? Right. Are you going to be okay with answer, pretty much working 75 days then getting paid for exactly. it? Exactly, um, at the very end. The yeah. commission structure of it. Um, how much it actually costs to be a realtor with board dues, MLS dues, super lockbox fees, um, at the, uh, the the fine print, uh, gas money. Yeah, the uh, cost taxes, of just driving around yeah, everywhere. Uh, your clothing expenses, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So there's so much that people don't go into yep. when they talk about real estate. But that's exactly what we do when we interview them. It's like, okay, are you... How's your living situation? Right. Do you need to make money to eat? Because maybe do this first. Maybe do it part time and mm-hmm. get your training done. Then do this, etc. We work out something custom with them, exactly. depending on what their expectations are. And a lot of yeah. people have pretty good expectations. Like, yeah, I get this commission. I get that I'm not going to make money right away. Mm-hmm. I want to learn, and then I'll make money as I go. And mm-hmm. honestly, if you just want to genuinely help people and want to put in the work and just go from there, you're going to do fine. Because yeah. the, the, if you just treat people right and care about what you do. The business will come, word of mouth, Absolutely. especially, um, Absolutely. and just go from there. But, yeah. you know, for example, if you need to close to eat, eat then let's have a different discussion because exactly. we kind of make sure that everyone's well, and it's working not out an, there. an instant gratification thing. And I think yeah. in our culture, we're so used to that. Yeah. And p- people can see, oh, you know, um, offer accepted or, you know, pending or under yeah. contract. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything until you are closed and funded and those people have their yeah. keys. You I've know? closed a house and it has not funded yet. Uh, until like a week later. Wow. So even closed, I have uh-huh. not changed it in MLS until I know that thing is going to actually be funded check in hand. Exactly. Because there's a difference between closing and funding. Exactly. So it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, seriously. Because you can close, but you can't fund, and that's how that's how the purchase goes through. Yeah, and exactly. then people also just think we look at pretty houses all day. It's like, no, yeah. I look at gross houses. I work with investors. You know, seriously, it's like though. I'm going to those houses where I'm scared to open the door kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, have you had any of those yet? Like, where you've gone into a house or just like it's been super gross or like has there been someone in it? Because I've, I've walked in and people have been asleep in the house before. So I haven't had somebody be asleep. I did have my very first listing ever. That was a disaster. Yeah, that was a crazy story. That was a really bad one. Um, Do you I even spent, want to talk about that? I mean, you know, we don't necessarily have to, but yeah. I spent two days helping her clean. Yeah. And I was pulling out, you know, 
black stuff out of my nose and uh, freaking dust for multiple days yeah. helping her clean, you know, and spent money on helping her landscape her yard and yeah. get it all cleaned up and everything and only to get it thrown back in my face. Yeah. You know, Some crazy um, people, out there. people just, people, people just suck. And when they, people, whenever, whenever <laughs> the, the term buyers or liars is, is it's a little harder, you know, I mean, it's a hundred percent, you know, 110 sometimes. And then you have, you have those sweet clients that just make it all better. You yeah. Know? And, and you know what? That's kind of the, the why that I have sometimes it's like, you'll, you'll put in so much work and effort into it and just being mm-hmm. like, that was not worth it. Just yeah, in or, the grand scheme. I really did like, for example, that house right there that I was talking about made 200 bucks yep. to go through legal stuff with a crazy, crazy guy. Like he was, yeah. he, he was not all there in the most respectful sense. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The family that moved in, that was their first house they ever bought. They, you know, they had no problems because I made sure that did not kind of cross the line. And I kept this mess away from them because that's, that's awesome. not something they had to deal that's with. Very professional. So they had a really good experience yeah. and then they got done. So that was nice. And then, you know, those folks that um, those clients that make it all worth it. You know, I have clients that I still get gifts from years later. That's so sweet. Um, I had I had two closings in particular that were just my absolute favorite. Um one in particular was um, this woman called me and she uh, asked if I could sell her house. I was, yeah, sure. I can, I can do that. Right and there. then um, I was like, can you send me the address? And she goes, yes. And she sent it to me and it's, it's listed. And it's like a really cool house and I really want to sell it. And I could. It was just like, yeah, this is right in my alley. Uh-huh. I said, but I can't, I can't even talk to you about real estate because yeah. otherwise it's a violation. Yeah. And uh, she almost started crying on the phone. Oh my! And I was just and when I just talked with her. She was working with a really, really bad realtor that was pretty much uh, forcing her to sell it because they wanted to do a two month listing agreement just to see how they worked, and they lied and put it in for two years. No! And then they refused to release it. Um, and so this is an elderly couple with health complications, and they had to do their own open houses, their own marketing, oh, their own everything. They had to put the, the listing agent tore up a sign. And like pretty much blacklisted it and would never allow showings. So they were just stuck there. So um, I was pissed. And then um, I just told me, you tell me the second that expires and then wow. we'll get it done. And we did. So the date expired. I got the photos uh, done. I got websites up, marketing up. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And I sold that thing in three days for more money. Wow. That's yeah. so awesome. Seth. So that's um, great. and it was a, a, a fantastic agent on the other side. Fantastic family buying it. No issues whatsoever. That Cash. is amazing. It was, it was perfect. That's and I still amazing. talk to them. Um, and they went door to door throughout that whole neighborhood and gave out my cards. So um, I still I still so talk with them uh, and they they're always on my Facebook just like you're doing so good. <laughs> it's like second grandparents <laughs> I was now. Say, yeah, exactly. So um, there, there was stuff like that. That's you so know, sweet. Where they're that appreciative. They exactly. did a video testimonial for me. Like, wow. That was how special that was to them. Wow. Um, that is incredible. So, you know, that, that's what that. keeps you doing it. You know, yeah. helping people like that. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the money because, again, the money's just going to come naturally. Exactly. If you just genuinely care about helping people yeah. and you want to do a good job and you want to run your own business it's perfect yeah yeah I wouldn't I told my husband I I loved what I used to do I don't necessarily miss it because I still get to help people and Mm -hmm. that's why I loved what I used to do is because I I 
got to help people understand something that was very complex that they just did not get. And that's, that's in a lot of ways, the way that real estate is, is I just, I get to help people, you know, and I, I absolutely love it. And even if I got paid a salary of a million bucks, I wouldn't go back. Yeah. You know, like this morning, for example, my mom called me and my aunt and uncle are in town and they're staying with my parents and my dad made pigs in a blanket. I was over there in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, like I was checking the market. Yeah. I was checking the market and I was doing something and I was, and I told her I was going to finish up what I was doing. And then my husband, he works from home. We both went over there. We hung out with them. He's with me in Corpus hanging around right now, you know, working. And it's just like the way that everything is just falling into place for us and the way that it's just happening. It's, I would have never in a million years thought that this would be what I'd be doing. Yeah. Me either. It's just so cool. Yeah. I had no interest in real estate when I got into it. Um, my, uh, my dad is a a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. He's done everything from, um, ministry, property preservation, um, um, sales, uh, appliance sales, tattooers, like he's done everything. No way. Yeah, no, my dad's awesome. That's um, so cool. And for a short time, he was a realtor and during 2008. Oh no. <laughs> but he was, it, we did very well for ourselves. That was yeah. probably one of the most well off my family ever was. Wow. Um, he always wanted me to get into it. I was in fifth grade mm-hmm. i think when mm-hmm. 2008 happened mm-hmm. um so and he always wanted me to get into real estate from that point on wow and in junior high in high school he's just like yeah i want you to go into real estate and i had no interest in it i, I was that kid that was like i'm gonna make video games and like <laughs> i'm gonna make my own video. you know That's it's so like awesome. i was that kid um and uh I uh, had no interest in it and then yeah. in high school i had to shadow under somebody in an industry for a class and the girl who sat next to me, her mom was a realtor. Nice. So I was being lazy and making one phone call rather than like going nice. around. So I shouted under her realtor, a local realtor. And yeah. I actually gotten to do a deal with them um, that's in cool. my current career. So that's awesome. That's so awesome. And uh, so I did that. And then when I went to college, my uh, professor for business, because I just kept it basics and I wanted to do one or two business classes. Yeah. I knew I was going to do some with business and they were a former realtor and that's all they talked about. They would equate wow. every lesson to real estate. Wow. And I was like, okay, I, I get it. Something's telling you this might need to be yeah. your career. So when I was, I was working um, at PetSmart and when I was doing that, I would just do eight or nine hour shifts. And then I go home and do school for like three or four hours. Uh-huh. Um, and then it got to the point where it's like, I can't, do that because that's exhausting like 10 12 hour days and the yeah. last thing i want to do after physical labor is go home and read on a computer i'll fall asleep right so i quit my job and just finished up my school full time yeah um and then i got a job offer from that first brokerage and then gotcha. the rest is history so it's yeah. it had a very interesting start you did to getting into this industry too yeah. um yeah no everyone's got their own little story for getting no, into it they really do they it's really fun. do and when people and when people ask me about it, I always tell them like, it's amazing, but just remember it's hard work Yeah, and being your own boss creates discipline. Like you've never had it before. Yeah. You know, you can wake up and you can go to sleep whenever you want. You can work whenever you want, or you can choose not to, you can yeah. choose to sit on the couch all day and watch Netflix or to go hustle. It's a double-edged sword for sure. And yeah. it's, it's a lot of trial and error to get it right because yes. can we like capitalize that and put it in all bold, please? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I love the fact that I can just go jump on a plane and go see my buddies on the West Coast. Uh-huh. But business isn't going to stop. Mm-hmm. So I, I've got it down to a system now to where my emails, my calls, my texts, like everything's automated. And uh-huh. then if it needs me, it will get to me. I, I've got it all taken care of. Yeah. But, you know, just saying, oh, you know, what? I'm going to work from home today or, you know, what? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to 
now I'm going to work an hour today and that's it and call it. Yeah. You know, it's great that you can do that, but it's going to bite you later. Yeah, so it's just your be, future. Yeah. Like you said earlier, it's we're always 90 days out. So if you choose to be lazy today, how is that going to affect you in the future? Yeah, and not even necessarily being lazy. It's just, yeah, you know, it's important to take a day or two off. Exactly. When you can, but also be mindful that if you take one day off, then you take another day off. Exactly. And so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really passionate about travel. So Mm -hmm. that's a big deal for me. I want to be able to go where I want to go and not have to worry about like, is something going to happen or am I allowed to go or something? Exactly. How many PTO days do I have left in the year? So it's it's really nice to be in an industry where I don't have to worry about that. It's just, you know, success and making it for me personally is to where I know that I can go on a trip and not think, Oh, okay, if I have to budget here, it's just like, no, I can go. Right. That's important to me. Right. And then also, you know, if I'm at a restaurant and I'm just, I'm looking at the food, not the prices. Yes. That's making it. To Amen. Me. So it's not necessarily about having this much in my bank account or yes. anything like that. So yeah. it's all about experiences for me. Well, I tell, I, I tell my husband, like the day that I know that we've had it made, that we've got it made is when we can go out for every meal and not and not care. Yeah. Like we don't have to, you know, eat cheap at home, yeah. which eating cheap, at, eating cheap doesn't have, you don't have to eat cheap at home. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we have the ability to afford to go out to eat if we want. Yeah. And or at any time, you know, any restaurant, it doesn't matter if it's fancy dancy or if it's not. Exactly. And then also being able to have somebody take care of our yard in our house. Yeah. Like, please. I hate cleaning my freaking house. I'm at that point house. with the yard too. So oh, I'm dude, I'm it. telling you like, and we have a bigger yard now than we ever have. Mm-hmm. And it takes longer to maintain and it takes longer to mow. And me and my husband both are so over it. Yeah. I'm getting a riding mower. I don't Dude, deal with we need anymore. one of those. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you. Like, yeah. we talk about it all the time, and I'm like, okay, well, it's like November now. Like, let's see what happens in the spring. Yeah, <laughs> you so you can get a good sale. Yeah, cla- yeah, grass will be dormant for a little bit, you know. But also having somebody come in and clean my house every two weeks or so. Right. Like, please, I hate cleaning my house. Yeah, no, I'm never home. So. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I was giving my dad such a hard time because I'm like, you know, I live, you know, like, you know where my, I live, right? Do I need to give you directions? Did you forget mm-hmm. that you can come see me? I don't just have to come see you. We, we live five minutes from each yeah. other. And he was like, he was like, okay, Kelly, well, tell me the last time that you were at your house and it was, and you were not sleeping and it was dark outside. I was like, um, good point. Got called out there. <laughs> I guess I'll be coming to see you quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> because I can stop in when I have time, you know, and if he wants to come over, I mean, my husband will be working and nine times out of 10, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. You know, cause I'm beating the pavement, which makes me happy. It makes me know that I'm doing my job and I'm doing a good job of it. Yeah. You know, I'm not just freaking out and not having any business. So. Yeah. I have that joke of, um, I live at the office mm-hmm. because I live a block away and I'm here every day. Yeah. And, and I have a reoccurring joke pretty much with uh, mostly staff. And it's, uh, okay, I'm leaving for real this time <laughs> because I'll start to leave and then I'll be there for another two hours. Seriously. And then they'll say, like, didn't you leave already? It's like, no, I'm leaving for real this no, time. No, I'm actually leaving. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it never happens. <laughs> I thought about getting a shirt. So. <laughs> cute well thank you so much for coming on today course, talking Callie, to us about all the me. things i need to i need to have you back to do some market updates or Sounds good. maybe some funny real estate stories or crazy crazy yeah. crazy stories yeah that'd be good um so the way we the way we always end is what is one thing you do to make the world a better place <sighs> what do i do to make the world a better place that's a loaded question man it um, is i would say for me what i do is just what i do what I do for the market center, what I do for agents is mm-hmm. just uh, so many people have um, delved into my life to make my life fulfilling and successful and, and to make it that I love my job so much. 
and just doing the same thing for other people. Right. You know, those late night calls, those uh, those emergency, I need this taken care of, but I don't know what to do. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm embarrassed to ask the question. No, because I've been there. Right. So the same way other people have given up their expertise and time to me, I want to be able to do to other people. That's awesome. So that way it's just that they are fulfilled and passionate about what they do and successful in the same way others have done for me. Yeah, so. absolutely. And being available. Yeah. Yeah, making yourself available. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. And thank you, Seth, for your time. Thank you. And happy listening. Have a good one, guys.